The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, January 19th, 2023, season 18, episode number 110. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. We've got Brian and Amber with us. Uh, Nick will not be in today, but the three of us will hold it down. And our jobs today is to get you guys ready for San Francisco defense versus Cowboys offense. We'll talk about all the matchups uh, that matter. Brian actually has some information. He's been doing a little reconnaissance on the 49ers, talking to some people around the league, some contacts, and uh, he'll give us a little bit of what they said about how you prepare for the San Francisco defense. We'll also get some questions for you guys. You can hit me up on Twitter, uh, at Derek Eagleton, uh, for uh, to, to send your questions, uh, and we will try to answer as many as we can uh, in that third segment of the show. Let's start first with a little bit of news yesterday. Cowboys signed a kicker uh, to their practice squad, Tristan Visciano. Um, Brian, what do we know about him? Um, I visited with a team that had him, and uh, it was funny. He's kicked. He hasn't missed. I think he was five for five when you talk about field goals and extra points. Um, this team told me he's an extremely strong leg, very professional in his approach, and but the, this one team was telling me that he could be a little erratic. Now hmm. the numbers don't tell you that he's erratic. Meaning what exactly? Meaning that when you're erratic, you're kind of all over the place, okay. good or bad. And but the numbers say that that he was good. And so, but this team that had him, you know, they moved on from him. And so, uh, they, that's you know, that's what they were just kind of talking about. But to me, this is one of those things. I don't know if. If this is a practice squad elevation, mm-hmm. that you know, when you're 48, uh, you know, do you do you get in that situation? I, uh, it's so funny. I I talked to uh, John Gruden about this yesterday, about having a a, a situation, and you know, I'll I'll read to you what John told me. You know, because I asked, you know, John and I, whether you hate John or not, John and I go way, 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 way back, and so you know, I just from a head coach's uh, experience. I, I just wanted to kind of know how do you handle this? You know, how do you handle something? And John told me this. I'll, I'll read. John doesn't mind. He says, Not many options at this point of the season. Normally you would cut a guy for missing five straight extra points. He says, But make sure that, uh, he says, I would make sure that people leave him alone. Probably bring in his personal guru or the guy that helped him along the way. He's a very talented kicker. Now he just has a chance to prove it. And this is, he's, you know, he's talking about Maher. Mm-hmm. He says, keep encouraging him, but obviously, you know, have a few contingencies of two-point thoughts ready and also be ready in four-down territory. I never like feeling like you're going to go for two or go for fourth down, but you should always have that in mind. So, you know, that's, that's a former NFL head coach right there uh, talking about uh, you know how you would maybe handle a situation. I kind of feel like that. Uh, you know, you, 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 if you feel that strongly that there could be an issue, then you need to make Tristan one of your forty-eight. And if you have a miss, a field goal or an extra point, then you make that adjustment as the game. Let goes. me ask you guys this: I started hearing uh, yesterday. Uh, someone was just kind of telling me something that Christy Scales wrote in regards to the balls and some issues that they have. The K balls. The K balls. Yeah. Yes. They were losing them. Yeah. So I, I'm just I haven't dug much into that because I was like later in the day that I heard about it yesterday and I meant to look it up to see exactly what the whole deal and how much that attributed to some of the misses that. Yeah. I don't think it did contribute. 
I think the point she was making was they were getting to a point where it could have been an issue. So essentially, K-balls, they are kicking balls. They are balls that each team brings to the game, prepared for their kicker to be able to use uh, because they didn't. The way it all started was back in the day, kickers would kind of doctor the balls a little bit to kind of make it better for them to kick. The The problem was what's good for one kicker might not be good for the others. And so you had these balls they were playing with throughout the game that have now been doctored by one kicker or the other, and it created this unfair advantage. So they basically said, okay, teams, each of you bring your own kicking balls. That's what you'll use to kick field goals, whatever, right? The issue became that as he was kicking these, that they were going so far wide they couldn't recover that the ball. they weren't being they didn't hit the net. As you know, when we go down on the field, there's a yeah. big net there that keeps the balls from going into the stands. Well, these were so wide, they were going into the stands, and nobody retrieved them from the stands. Yeah. And so at some point, they got to a point where I think she said, I think her report was that they were down to one kicking ball. Yeah. And so it okay. could have become a problem so that at that point, story, okay. but it wasn't It wasn't a problem to that point. Like, they still had kicking balls. They were just down to maybe just one at that you point. might have had to bum the Buccaneers kicking balls because they weren't <laughs> using theirs. Right, which, again, yeah. might be a problem because it might be a situation where yeah. the way they make their balls work best for their kicker might not work best for him. So it might have made it worse at that point because uh, he didn't have balls that he was more gotcha. familiar with. I, I, think, I think something that was really said that was interesting yesterday, and it actually came from Mickey and uh, – and I'm not acting surprised. I just, you know, Mickey came up with it. And he was he observed Maher on the field pregame and and that he was going to all the various spots on the field and like pushing down with his cleats and maybe that there was some kind of issue because they they had sorted the middle between the the hashes. So where are the ball being placed? Is are you in a situation where the, it's resotted on half, and then now you put the ball on a bad area and half of a bad area and half of a good area. Mm-hmm. So do you have an elevation maybe or mm-hmm. do you have something? But Mickey was made a point that, that he was observing Maher. And Mickey, and I used to stand on the field with Mickey for the game, so he's down there watching. But Brett Maher maybe went down there and maybe in his head. I mean, we're, again, we're all just throwing ideas out there. But maybe as he's trying to pat down surfaces and stuff like that, the, that – Man, I don't know about this. Yeah, I don't know about kicking here, and and so you know, and that's that's why in the pregame I always ask Christy Scales about that because I know Christy is going to walk the field. I know she's going to find the bad spots. Uh, she's going to tell me which way the winds blow, and she's going to tell me you know, so and so missed them going this way. I mean, there was some there were some people in pregame. I know Todd Archer was charting the the kicks before pregame. And there was some inconsistencies there yeah, as Nick well. mentioned that as well. Yeah, Nick did too. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, there's a lot of things going into this, um, into this. But the fact that they brought a kicker, and it goes back to the point that Ambar's made many a time on the show, is that, you know, they're more willing now to do things. They're not just going to let something just go on and on. You know, they're not going to let the Chaz Green things happen where they just – Oh, it'll be fine. Let's just keep going. Let's keep, you know, they, they, they at least are building in now plans that if something doesn't work, be ready to replace. And, you know, like I said, this, uh, uh, you know, the kicker here, you know, he's got a small history, been with a lot of teams, but that might be your answer to move on in a divisional round game if he has to get in there. So now the decision has been made. Obviously, they have a guy on their practice squad. They have another kicker. There are two decisions, I think, that have to be made at this point. I want to hear your opinions on what you think should happen. One, should he be active? So now you're going to take an active roster spot yeah. and 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 use it on a That's second kicker. That's the toughest thing right there. Or two, and two, I'm sorry, and I want you guys to answer both of these. Two, how long is your leash? If, if you get one miss, are you at that point like, hey, we're going to just go with the other guy? Or do you say, hey, I'm going to ride with Maher through this game, and this guy is more of just my insurance. If we have another bad game and we still win, then I will continue to use him. What do you think, Amber? Do we secretly have a Jeff Heath on the team? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody who, who can kick. <laughs> that's also a, can kick. Also does other things. He's done it before. Yeah, yeah like and do it. because that's the with as many like injuries that have happened. Having an extra guy, that's a huge thing, yeah. especially at that position for the kicker. It's just a tough one, and I don't know who you would take out. I know you can't elevate two guys from the practice squad game day, but who are you sitting out? Like, wh- Not even what guy, but what position are you taking away from 
in case of an injury. Now I'm looking at the O-line issues with guys. Obviously, they made it through. Jason Peters came out and they did that. But now are you bringing up somebody else, an extra guy on the O-line? Are you bringing somebody else for the secondary with Jaron Curse, who's supposed to be 100% ready? But things like that that you need to account for, I don't know who... I don't know. It's it's really really tough because you do have those injuries. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know you do have the injuries. I mean, with Curse, Curse will tell you he's a hundred percent. Curse is not a hundred percent, but you know what? He'll play like he's a hundred percent. And so now, do you worry about can you afford to? You know, you mentioned the offensive line. You know, you mentioned you know they're going to be they're gonna, they're going to be short this week because yeah. of Jason Peters. They brought Collins up last week. So Collins, you, yeah, there that's you go. one where you might look at it and you might say, hey, we already had him active last week, so yeah. maybe you sit Peters and that becomes a spot that you could use. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where I think the only player on the forty eight that doesn't play is Cooper Rush. Everybody else plays, yeah. so everybody else has a role in the game. So here you are in a playoff game, and you use 47 of your 48 players mm-hmm. in the game. So now who you take in – who of the 47, who are you going to take away? You know, Who do you determine is going to be that guy? And there's really not any place that you can really, really go light. You know, I just don't feel like it with some of the injuries that you're dealing with. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's the – Man, it would be tough to sit there and say, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna play with forty-seven guys. We're only forty-six guys. Mm-hmm. If the kicker and Cooper Rush both don't play, well, now you're going into a divisional playoff game, one player short. Yeah, you know, and that's 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 a problem. I know this obviously. It, I don't have a great it. answer for you, by the way. <laughs> well, we talk and about you don't have the, you don't have to. You're not the coach, right? Yeah. <laughs> we talk about the field and yeah. the wind and just the environment overall, how it changes from you having what you're usually accustomed to here in your own practice field. But does what you watch him do throughout this week at practice changes at all? Like, let's say he's perfect and he makes everything or whatever. That wouldn't change your mind? Honestly, that doesn't change anything for me because the way I look at it is you can simulate as much as you want. Now, let let me put it in context. If, let's say, for example, last week he had a great week of practice and then obviously at the game what happened happened, then this week doesn't matter to me. Now, it can go bad. Like if he has a week of practice where he's missing everything, then I start really wondering, like, does he have it mentally to be able to do this and turn this around? But if he's been having good practices these last several weeks and he still had the performance like he did, then no matter what he does in practice this week, I would personally be a little worried about what I'm going to see once game day gets here, and that's the reason why I think I'm looking for a way. I don't know what it is, but I'm looking for a way to have this second kicker um, available. Now, if I get into a situation where I look at it and I'm like, I don't think I can, then I'm spending an inordinate amount of time this week on what am I doing on fourth down? What kind of plays do I love that I can run on fourth down? And quite frankly, I actually think Maher, to work his way out of this, it may not be through kicking extra points. It may be give him a 50-yarder. Because yeah. what we know about this guy is he once he gets out in those, that deep territory, oh, he's money. And, and so I'm almost like let him work out of it with longer kicks than shorter kicks because right now the shorter kicks are the ones that are in his head. Yeah, I, me personally, I, I know I said I don't have an answer, but I'll try here. Um, I think I carry the extra kicker. I just can't take a chance in the game. Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm not going to lose a game because you missed a 38-yard field goal. I mean that if if you get out there and and it's a field goal, maybe not even an extra point, but it's a field. Let's say it's the first field goal of the game. You drive, you get stalled. It's a 40-yard field goal, and he misses. Now I've now I know where I am. I'm going to use the other kicker, and here we go. And if that guy misses two, then now we got plan plan C. Which yep. is go for it on fourth down, yep. go for two point plays, and hope that you know the hope you can hang in there long enough that the game doesn't get away from you because you're giving away points. Yeah, it's going to be a go ahead, Amber. No, I was I was looking back at kind of the history of his career for this guy. How do you say his last name? I think it's Viscano. Viscano, yes. Tristan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tristan, yes. Tristan. <laughs> Let's call him Tristan. Uh, yeah, I mean he's kind of switch around, jumped around yeah. the league for a little bit. But looking at just his overall uh, 
career, he's made 11 out of 12 field goals. Mm -hmm. But then on extra point, 15 of 20. And that's where I'm like, okay, that doesn't make me feel that much better. And has has he even been in an environment that it's playoffs environment, which kind of, you know, how the nerves go up there and then how everything switches. So what I'm trying to say is this guy's, uh, what he's coming in experience-wise doesn't make me feel that much greater either. You would hate that your season would come down to a missed kick. being being that Being how Brett Maher has been great all year. You know, until this last game, he's been great. And that, that if you if if going into the Tampa game, we would have said the number one concern I have with the Cowboys is a kicking game. <laughs> Everybody looked at each other like, what? Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, maybe you bring it up after what happened in the Commanders game. He misses an extra point. It was the only extra point. Now, what if they score a bunch of points against the Commanders and he's missing them? Then, yeah. Now you're going, oh, oh okay. All right, so maybe we do have an issue here at kicker. But the fact that it was one missed extra point, and that's all Dallas did for scoring. You know, he never kicked a field goal or anything like that. I mean, his misses on extra points, there were three of them before this game. Mm-hmm. One missed, two blocks. Mm-hmm. Wasn't like he was, you know, wasn't like it was him. It was, you know, one of them was. But other than that, man, it's, it, this is tough. This is really, really tough because you need all your players. And you really want to give him the benefit of doubt. I you mean, do. he has made a ton of big kicks for this team this year. And I, I personally thought he was having a Pro Bowl-type season. Yeah. Now, you look around the league and, and his percentages, as good as he did, there were still lots of kickers out mm-hmm. there that had that were ranked higher than him when you just look at the statistics of it. But just looking at when this team needed him to make kicks – and even some of those kicks being extremely long, like that, that, that those back to back to back fifty six yard kicks, like that to me was impressive, extremely impressive. And so I, I look at this guy and I'm like, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, and that's what the one reason why I don't pull the trigger. I mean, I don't pull the trigger on moving on from him. I look at that and say, everybody on this team has had at least one week this season where they were just off. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. give him the benefit of the doubt that this was the week when he was just off. That doesn't mean that I don't want an insurance policy that this is more than just an off week. Because uh, at this point of the season, you can't afford that, especially at the position of kicker. And that's why I loved what CD said. And if you guys haven't seen Sounds of the Sidelines, Alex make killed sure, it again. Yes, as always. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, make sure to check it out on DallasCowboys.com and on social media. But CD just coming to the bench and just letting him know, like, hey, you're good. Like, uh, don't worry about it. And you've, be- uh, I don't remember the exact word, he but said basically like you, you bailed, bailed us out, out yeah. many times, yeah. and which is 100% true. So just kind of seeing that support that you know, okay, a guy like like that, you you need that. You mm-hmm. need that after you have such a day, uh, such a bad day. But it's true. Brett Maher has bail them out so many times yeah. this year so yeah. many times that the offense wouldn't be able to get to the end zone and score a touchdown and now you got him kicking and even those 50 yarders making those so me personally I'm at the ver- like let's give him the benefit of the doubt now when you said how long is that leash if it happens and they do have the other kicker Tristan uh active I would say two I wouldn't just sit him out after the first miss, mm-hmm. if he misses the second one, then I'm like, okay, that's that's it. I, my leash would be two misses. How about you? That sounds about right. Um, and it also, to me, it depends on what stage, how the game's playing out. If it's a really, really close game and you have an opportunity to be able to, either you're behind and this is an opportunity to catch up or you're in the lead by a very narrow margin and this was your opportunity to kind of give yourself a little bit of a cushion – if it's that kind of game, close game, then maybe after one miss, if it's the first kick of the game, then I may be willing to say, hey, let me do something a little different here. Let me change this up a little bit. Maybe let me go for go for it on a fourth down uh, or maybe, you know, whatever. I, I, yeah. I would be thinking of other options after a first miss if it's the first kick of the game. Now, let's say he gets the first kick and then he misses the second. Now I might be a little bit more like, okay, let me see if I want to hold – but if he misses that first one, I'm really thinking about it in a close game because, as we know, it's a good team. We're going to talk about it here in this yeah. next segment. It's a really good team. You're not going to have a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. at the end zone. You wouldn't think. Uh, so every point is going to matter for for this team, and that's where I'm I'm a little bit 
I'm a you know, I, I just was looking at his numbers, and, and I was trying to remember there was a game where he made a bunch of 50-yard field goals mm-hmm. in the game. It was, like, incredible. He had, like, four 50-yard field goals. I think it was we made the Commanders game because I was looking, he was four for four in that game, uh, you know, earlier in the year. He was four for four in field goals against Minnesota, which was a big win. He was four for four in a huge win against Philadelphia. You know, I mean, there's just so many things to say, you know, positive and confident about this player and and for him and maybe it was just one bad day maybe you just but with kickers you don't know because that's the one position that's so hard to evaluate I mean other than quarterback yeah quarterbacks are hard to evaluate too yeah but it is like we 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 all watched we all watched Dan Bailey we all watched Dan Bailey here and we saw Dan Bailey and then we saw was Dan Bailey, you know, he started missing and go, was he hurt? Mm-hmm. Is something wrong? You know, we found out, yeah, he's got, he had some issues and stuff. But once you have a guy that's just so reliable, then all of a sudden goes south, you really don't have any answers. Yeah. And, Especially and, they go and, south in a big way. And, yeah, yeah goes south in a big way. And, and now the games are just so magnified. You know, I mean, one missed extra point could be the difference of you going on or going home. Mm-hmm. And that's, man, I, that, I, I'm just, I don't know what I'm going to think if it's a, a game-winning field goal and he's going to line up, and I, and I don't know. I, I Usually you would think, we're going on, we're moving on, and now I'm thinking, I don't want to look. Yeah. You know, I don't want to look. I'm going to let the crowd tell me where this thing is going. i tell you the one thing I would do if I was Mike McCarthy. The first opportunity I come up on where it's fourth down, in field goal range. Kick and it. I, I, don't without, go for it. Without hesitation, yeah. I'm like, field goal. Because I want him to know. Yeah. I, honestly, I yeah. want him to know a part oh, of this is. Yeah. I want him to know. I I believe in you. I'm confident in you. We're not going to change what we're going to do right now because I trust you and go out there and make the kick. I would kick things as normal as I normally would, and I would send him right out there to kick it. And my hope is that mentally that gives him a little bit more of a boost of confidence. Like my team still believes in me. I got this. I've been doing this all year. Yeah. I'll just do what I do. He makes that first kick. Here we go. And now we're rolling again, right? And so I, I just wouldn't hesitate at all. I would immediately send him out there and let's let's get it done. All right, let's take our first break. We'll come back. We'll jump into San Francisco def- defense versus the Dallas offense. We'll be right back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. The Dallas Cowboys are heading to Santa Clara to take on the San Francisco 49ers in the divisional round of the 2022 NFL playoffs. Come out to the Miller Lighthouse at AT AT&T Stadium for a free divisional watch party on Sunday, January 22nd. Cheer on the boys alongside the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and Rowdy and while enjoying $5 Miller Lights, Lawn game, food trucks, and more. Gates open at 4 p.m. Kickoff is at 5.30. For more information, visit DallasCowboys.com slash playoffs. Go Cowboys. Welcome back. Second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start of this segment. Brought to you by Blockchain.com. Let's talk about the 49ers defense versus Dallas offense. Brian, I know you said you uh, had an opportunity to speak I to did. some of your contacts around the league. Some coaches, I think, I did. around the league who have faced the San Francisco 49ers. What have they told you about best ways to match up with this defense? I will tell you this. I did. I talked to a coach, and I got another one that I have to talk to after the show today that uh, is going to help me. Uh, but, yeah, this, are, this is a guy that played the 49ers this year mm-hmm. and gave me an idea of how to attack them. And I was like, cool, let's hear it. And what the notes, I'm just going to read from my notes what this is. So I'll try and organize it the best I can for you here. He, was, this, this coach told me it was harder preparing for Todd Bowles, who the Cowboys played last week, as opposed to D'Amico Ryans. Hmm. And he said what he says, Todd Bowles is always going to come up with something you probably haven't seen. He says D'Amico trusts his guys more. And when he plays games against teams that they feel like they're better than, they'll play you pretty straight up. My guy said, D'Amico will have something ready for you. He'll have some type of blitz package or something that, you know, that they haven't used or, you know, maybe they may they've have used, but they're going to bring it back out. But it, it, this, this, my, this coach said it bowls who you saw last week is, is tougher to prepare for. He says, it's a lot of the uh, Seattle principles that we've seen when they play with the zone coverages and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then on third down, you're going to get the man principles out of this. This coach told me, he says, I believe they're going to try and take away Schultz in this game. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, you know, because you're thinking CD or, you know, somebody else like that. And this coach goes, no, what they're concerned about is the middle of their defense. They're concerned that they're not very good at safety. That's their biggest concern. So what happens is that whoever's the biggest threat to the middle of their defense would be the guy that they try and, and, and hone in on. So I was like, all right, that makes a lot of sense. Because when you look at Hafenga and Gibson, their two safeties, it makes sense watching them on tape. We were talking about that a little bit, you know, yesterday and then and then on I know on, on our show on 1053 The Fan, we were talking about it. Because the matchups are a problem for them. They don't cover the tight ends. If you go back and watch the Raiders game, mm-hmm. they Darren Waller had a huge game against these guys because of stuff that was happening in the middle of the field. So that's a big, big concern. The you know, he was saying, listen, give the Raiders a lot of credit for the way they were attacking down the field. They got the protection that they needed, and that's gonna be the really the really the key that he goes. What he said is you can't let this be a two-minute game. And by saying that, two-minute game turns into a Nick Bosa game. Because when Nick Bosa is just – all he knows is rushing the passer, that's a two-minute game. He's, he's hand down, here we go, that kind of thing. He says the minute you turn that into a two-minute game, it's a problem for you, not for them, because it's, it plays right in their strength. He also says you need to run the ball at Nick Bosa. You know, it's similar to what we see with what teams do with Micah Parsons. You know, you think, oh, geez, stay away. No, if you run the ball away, what does Micah Parsons do? Chases. What does Nick Bosa do? Chases. So you take it at them, make them have to play the point of attack. It could take some of the steam out of his pass rush mm-hmm. or something. He says Fred Warner, the linebacker, the linebacker is very hard to fool. 
He says you, you can't. The problem is the way they play with some of their zone coverages. If you just let him read the quarterback and react, he's going to make all the plays. He's really, really good. He's really smart. He has a has a feel for how to play in those coverage lanes. But the guy also said though he tackles well. But he says that's another guy you can run at. You can run at him because he's because he's he sometimes he'll jump around blocks and things like that. So you can maybe. My coach here said change the tempo of the game. Okay, this plays into the Cowboys. This plays into the Cowboys' uh, hands here they because to they love to they love to play fast. They'll slow it down and they'll you know. But they but they if they get into a mode, he says, make sure you just keep going. Keep if you haven't success, change the tempo. Keep playing here. Mentioned again too about you have to win the middle of the field, especially on third down. That's where you. That's where the, that's the best spot to attack. The 49ers is on third down. I, I think that their two corners can give up some plays. I think Lenore and I think Ward, if you get protection, and the way you're going to probably get some protection is what we talked about, I do feel like the Cowboys can hold up against Bosa one-on-one. But they also, this coach said, if you get in 12 personnel and you make them have to play a little bit wider, if you make those rushers, if you can secure the edges, get the ball out, work the middle of the field, then you could have some success doing that way. So... Um, that was, let me see. Oh, he said that the, the check down to Pollard in these games is in this game is going to be huge because they're they they tackle well, but he says the thing about it is if you break tackles on these guys, you have a chance for some big, big plays. And they think that Pollard, the check downs to Pollard are going to be really good to check down the backs. And I said, Coach, these guys don't run screens very well. And he says, if you have a screen, a tight end screen, some type of screens, because they're going to want to get up the field. But you have, you know, when not playing man coverage, they're going to drop into zones. You can maybe get the ball to the back and then block as as they're coming forward. So those are some of the thoughts of a coach that uh, that played against the, uh, the San Francisco 49ers this year. Oh, a lot of good stuff there. <laughs> That's a it's lot kind of like yesterday, stuff. right? Yeah. Like, it's like, where do you really start with all that? Well, yeah. I think it starts with Nick Bosa myself. Yeah. I, I know I went on my station yesterday and made a lot of people mad in the San Francisco land because I said I felt like that Smith and Smith could hold up with Nick Bosa. I do. If they were to go in and defend this game with taking out the tight end, yeah. let's say – how much does that do you feel like it changes the game for Dak? Because like we saw even last week, he relied a lot on Dalton Schultz. And we've seen it through his career, even this year. The guy that he can go in and tends to do better with is the tight end, whoever it is at tight end. So if they kind of take him out of the game, how do you think that truly affects him? My overall? question would be, are are we seeing that with Dalton because teams say we're not that Dalton not isn't the guy we're going to double on double right. Yeah. We're going to worry about CD Lamb right. And so if, if CD is the guy that they think they're going to take out, and this team says, you know, we're going to take out Dalton Schultz, then open it up. Okay, like I, and especially I was sitting there listening to Brian talk about the corners and, and vulnerability yeah. at the corners. Yeah, I'm like, okay, if you're worried about the middle of the field and you're worried about Dalton Schultz. I'm looking at my two speedy guys or my guys I know that can get downfield, like Gallup who can go downfield. We know he can do that. T.Y. Hilton who's a speed guy. I'm looking at sending them down the field on the on the corners, and if you're worried about the middle field and that safety's going to stay in the middle to try to take out Dalton, I welcome that. I think Dak should have a – that means Dak is going to have some opportunities for some big plays against this this offense, I mean against this defense, and I think that's what you're going to need in order to be able to win. All the teams that have beaten this team, they've had big plays in their offense. Like yeah. they have gone downfield and exploited that. So if, if that's the way they play Dallas, I well, think it I plays right that, into their I mean, hands. That also creates creates more room for error as far as like interceptions and how well some of their guys could possibly get their hands on the ball and sure. create an interception for that. Yeah, to their front their front I think masks some of the I think I think there's two teams here playing this game that their fronts mask the deficiencies they have in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Dallas's pass rush I think masks the issues that they have at corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the 49ers are the same team. I think that when you talk about Kinlaw Armstead, Bosa, Greenlaw, all these guys that can uh, – Amenahu, these guys that can attack the quarterback, they 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 cause problems, and it helps their secondary. Because 
like I say, this coach was saying, if you could block their front, and the tape shows that, the Raiders blocked their front. Mm-hmm. Ball was going down the field. They it, it was almost like they didn't respect that that Stidham, the quarterback at the Raiders. It's like they 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 loaded the box thinking it's Jacobs run, Jacobs run, Jacobs mm-hmm. run, and that was and they shut him down pretty much. I think yeah. he had sixty nine yards yeah. or something. But like but, but the throw the way they threw the ball was incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, but they were able to block so well up front that even when Stidham had to move around a little bit, that he was able to find guys to pick off. I mean. Adams was incredible that game, and and not to say that, you know, CD's a CD's been playing great. Yep. And you would hope that he would have the type of game that Adams had against him. You know, throwing the ball down the field, but it's going to come down to can you block this front? Yep. That's where this and it it always is. They're going to have to block your front, and you're going to have to block their front. And I'll tell you the other thing that I think will be critical to that is how much is Dak willing to run the ball? I yeah. love that you say on third down they yeah. tend to go, man, yeah. that means on third down there creates opportunities yeah. where the defenses, the defensive backs, their back is to the quarterback. He's going to have some opportunities, and especially for an aggressive rushing defense that's coming all yeah. forward, if Dak finds that seam and gets out of it and runs, he's yeah. going to have some daylight mm-hmm. moments, right? Yep. And that's going to force their, their pass rush to slow down a little bit which again negates it's what it's what teams have done to the Cowboys in some yeah. instances where they've played these running types of quarterbacks. So I look at this and I'm thinking, I actually like all the stuff you're saying because it to me it kind of factors into what you want Dallas to be able to do offensively. Right. Yeah, if they're able to, that's right. the thing, and that's why both these teams are where they are and they're the final you know they're the final teams because they play well on defense and they're capable. I think the the thing that just the thing for me for Dallas's offense is. Can they just maintain the consistency? I I think Dallas could beat anybody in the NFL yeah. if they don't turn over the ball. I, I really do. I just it, it's when they get it's those turnovers that create doubt. And now are we are we are we willing to throw it? Are we? You saw with Dak when he was the way he was just bam bam bam. And there was separation. There were balls where they needed to be. You know they were converting. They were you know it was. It's it's this offense is really fun to watch when they're playing that way, but that like I say, can you get the consistency? I think that's a word that you used the other day to talk about. Can you get that consistency to to, to from week to week? And and you know we'll see this week for sure. Let's take our final break. We'll come back. We got a few more questions on this matchup. Talk. We'll do that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back to the break. Yes, as the boys are striving for greatness, do the same with Dallas Cowboys jerseys. Get your hands on premium gear at the nearest Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com. A Fanatics experience and level up your game day look for the NFC Conference Championship. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Now you sound is like it, a real radio guy. Is he is a real radio guy. Is the No, no. There's a like a little transition, but now that he's been working with the fan, his voice like these reads. He's a are radio guy now. Different. You know what they tell you? They always tell you to like to, to like they'll get mad at if you don't show enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this is how we country, country music. <laughs> you know, I mean you have to you, you can't yeah. read like this is how we country. <laughs> country music party of the, you know, you can't do that. How my boy Nick does it every yeah. day. <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick does what wants. Nick loves everybody that's on the sponsor sheet. He just doesn't love the read yeah, right. part of it. Yeah, he loves everybody on the sheet. He just doesn't love the read. He doesn't love the read. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd probably write them a little differently if he it would. was up to him. But he would. Uh, all right, let's let's jump back in. Let's talk about the the offensive line. You mentioned the Smiths at the yeah. two tackles. It's my personal belief that I think they're actually better off with Tyler Smith at left tackle than yeah. they would have been with Jason Peters. Let's yeah, assume Jason Peters can't play this weekend. Hip flexor what are your problem. Thought, yeah, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't think you're going to get Jason Peters this weekend. I think the hip flexor problem, I, I mean, I, you know, as we speak on, what's today, Thursday? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I could say that's going to be a problem. Are and they better off against this matchup? I, I think so. I, to me, it, it, this is, it's, it's never easy because Bosa is going to work both sides. This is never easy. You know, we, we've seen Tyron Smith break down. I mean, last year, you know, a game against the 49ers. I think Bosa got hurt in this game, too, last year as well. You know, got nicked up a little bit. But he's such a dynamic player, you know, when you talk about a rusher and how he's able to dip and get around and stuff. And now you're playing with crowd noise and all that stuff like that you're having to deal with. But, yeah, I think that having Tyler Smith out at left, you know, it – he he's 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 navigated this season very nicely. I mean, if you want to talk about guys that deserve a game ball from last week, Tyler Smith deserves a game ball just for the fact that he had to deal with Vita Vea and that whole thing, you know, that and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, by the way, now right before the half, you're going to shift out to left tackle. Okay, the the Tampa Bay didn't have the dynamic pass rushers, but still, you're dealing with a game of having to worry about blocking this guy who's perennial all-pro type of a nose man, power guy to like, okay, now i got to shift all the way to the outside and now deal with some speed. And so, yeah, it's it's impressive what he can do. Dallas, it, it, like I say, they can make plays if they if the Smiths, the law firm of Smith & Smith, can can block these edges and secure these edges. They, they can make some plays on the secondary. <laughs> you happy? About, thinking, you happy about that? I'm, I'm a, I mean, and, because there were times, even this past game, and they did a really nice job with the offensive line, especially with Peters coming yeah. out and just kind of regrouping and making those changes. But there were times where they did get to Dak, and there were times where Dak did have to run. And luckily, he had a great game, and he was able to run really, really good. But as you keep mentioning Bosa and in yeah. going into this game, that is one area that still that it does scare me. What happens? It Can should. we get the yeah. deck that had that focus and mentality as he did last week? Like before the break, you mentioned consistency. Mm. And that's one of the things. It's like, yes, it depends how the previous game goes. You know how, okay, they played really good and then they got that very important win in a playoff game. How are they right now mentally? Like, is it like, are they kind of feeling themselves a little bit or they're still like super humble right now? Is that going to, Dak going to, and he's really tough. And we know he has very, a lot of mental toughness. But can he be that guy that can just, if he, if they get to him and create pressure and sack him, can he play after play, snap after snap, kind of, maintain his cool and focus or is this a game where they can disrupt you know and, and create that kind of um 
un what's the word I'm looking for? Hesitation, uneasiness with Dak. Well, you know, here's my thing. I what I go back to is I think the point in the season when I saw the offensive line play its best was when you had Tyron Smith. I'm sorry, you had Tyler Smith mm -hmm. at left tackle, Connor McGovern at left guard, Biotis at center, Zach Martin at right tackle, and I'm sorry, right guard, and then you had Terrence Still at right tackle. That was the best lineup yes. that they had out yeah. there. The way I look at that is, okay, take me back to that as much as I can, and if I'm subbing out Terrence Steele for Tyron Smith, I feel as good about that as any combination this Cowboys team can run out there. I don't think at this point, from what I've seen, my opinion, I don't think Jason Peters is somebody you can rely on no. for a full game. No, Not at all. So, you've, yeah. used, so, you've used up all his yeah. snaps. And by the way, yeah. he, he filled he in a role like that you needed for him to fill in. As, 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 you know, I told my wife this. Like That injury reminds me of kind of where I am in life right now. Running? Where I'm, no, yeah. not just running. Yeah. But like literally, I'm around the house. I see a box, and I'm like, I probably need to move that box. And I'm like, no, I probably ought to use my back. But I'm like, no, I'll power through it. And I just lift it. And then as soon as I lift it, I'm like, yeah, that was a bad idea. And now my back's going to hurt for the next two weeks. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. It's like he he tried to do the reach block, yeah. and then it was kind of like, ooh, yeah, I'm yeah. 40 years old. Yeah. And, and so that's the nature of it. Yeah. He filled a role for you. He played that role. You got as much, as much out of him as you could. Yeah. Now go back to the young Which, guy the and let way, him play. You got so much out of him. Even off the field, like not in, forget yeah. the on-field stuff when he came in and played so some snaps for you. The off-field and how much he's been able to teach these guys, and you see it, like you you watch that, you watch the sidelines, and you see the relationship, and you see how much he's there, like a coach, just as another coach. So I really appreciate like his presence, the type of stuff that he was able to bring this year even off the field for these younger guys. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, they, they protected themselves and they, they got what they needed out mm -hmm. of him. And, you know, and the, hip, the hip flexor for an older guy is not an easy thing to come back mm -hmm. from. You know, I mean, that's something that he's going to, you know, any the, the lower body power and getting away from the line and stuff like that. So I, I just keep going back. I, I, the confidence I have in this offense, and I mean this with all sincerity, I think they played a better defense against Philadelphia. I think they played a better de – and they had really nice success moving the football against Philadelphia. When you're talking about pass rushers, talking about sec – overall, I think Philadelphia's defense is better. And you move the ball against them very well. That's, that is my hope going into this game that you figure out that, okay, how do we move the ball then against a really good secondary and a pass rush, you know? I think they get, San Francisco's got a really good tackling team. Really good tackling team. Their front's good. The linebacker's good. The secondary is their issue. Mm -hmm. And if you find a way to somehow, some way, block this front, you know, much like you did Philadelphia, but you made plays against Philadelphia. You know, you also created turnovers too. Mm -hmm. And Brett yeah. Maher made all those field goals yeah. as well. Yeah. There's a lot of other things that have to happen. Yeah. But but I don't think this team is unbeatable. I think that's the one thing I've learned is I started I, really I diving into San I Francisco. I agree. They got a lot of weapons and there's a lot of things on paper you look at and you're like, man, I don't know how you beat this team. But when you really start diving into it, there are reasons to believe yeah. this is not an unbeatable team. And I think Dallas is gonna have to play their very best game. Yeah. They're gonna have to do what they did last week yeah. against a better opponent in order to win. But it's not. It's not like this is something that can't be done. No, they've got, and 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 it's. I think a lot of it is going to hinge on Dallas's defense, though. Too, how you play McCaffrey. You know, I mean, he's outstanding as a player. How you deal with these wide receivers? How do you deal with all the the, the all the things that they're going to show you? They're yep. going to make you. They're going to stretch the field on you, and they're going to make you probably play a little bit unconventionally. And are you willing to fall into that trap, or are you going to say, no, no, this is what we do. We're going to match it this way. Yep. So it, 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 that, that's why it's a playoff game. I actually think this might be a game where this may be a game where defensively we might see a lot of those three uh, safeties. Yeah. Because this is not a team that threatens you deep down the field a lot. Uh, this is a game that has a lot of short and intermediate throws. And especially if you're going to say, hey, we're going to stick with what we do and we're going right. to stay in where we are. They may opt to say, we'll have three safeties on the field, so we think we have the bulk to stop your run. Right. We also think we got the athletes to be able to run with you across the field, to be able to get into zones where you're trying to throw the ball, be able to quickly react, rally to the ball, make tackles. I could see a game like that where they just say, we're going to stick with what we do. We're not going to let you move us out of what we do because the personnel that we have can morph into whatever you try to do without us having to move people around too much. Be a great game.
It will. Oh, yeah. It'll be a fun chess yeah, match. Yeah, yeah, I want to ask real quick, uh, going back to the O-line, Tyron Smith, he popped up on the injury report, on the practice report, and he was a full participant, but it was the knee that popped up. So in a scenario where something happens in the game and he got he has to come out, what's your combination? What's your line looking like? <laughs> Ball, right? Um, ball ball would play tackle. Yeah. I mean, you can't unless you know, you're not going to you're not going to move. You're going to you're going to keep everybody the same. You're not going to move Zach Martin. But Col- but Collins, would you maybe think Collins cuz I I'm kind of I don't know if Collins may be a better answer than Ball. I just have no faith in Ball right now. You know, nobody really does, but yeah. you're to that point where now you're trying to mask like we we're talking about, you're trying to mask problems and yeah. so you put him on the you put him on the you know ball on the outside. You put tight end over there. You have wing over there. You chip over there. I mean, they're probably going to have to do that anyway. Yeah. You know, they're probably going to have to do that to help a little bit with Bosa being over there. Right. But if it's if it's ball over there, you're going to make you're, it's almost going to look like a punt return where you're like you're you're <laughs> doubling the you know you got both guys like on Bosa like right there. Yeah. That's that's kind of what that's going to turn into if ball has to play right tackle. To be honest with you, no matter who they put in there, if that were to happen. They immediately become a target for San Francisco's defense. I'm sure yeah. they are like yeah. Bosa. You're not moving around anymore. We yeah. know where you're going to yeah. be, yeah. and we're coming, and we're coming regularly. And so that's just going to be one of those situations where I, I hope, you really don't have a great answer for. Yeah, it. I hope Dallas's ability to it can can run the football though. I, I'd like to see them try and wear this 49er defense down if they can, because mm-hmm. they want to rush the passer. They want to get upfield. They're very physical. But yeah, if you get in a situation where one of the, your offensive linemen are down, and we'll see what with, with, with Farniak is too. Yeah, you know, Farniak might now take over that role of the fullback guy. That you know, now that you have to play Connor McGovern back there yeah. at uh, you know, and you're saying maybe even go with a power running game. Where power running just game. Run right at yeah, him. Yeah, just see what run. Just run right at him and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. All right, we appreciate you guys, Jonas. We'll be back tomorrow. I appreciate all the questions that came in. We're going to get to a lot of these tomorrow. We're going to spend on quite a bit of the show tomorrow answering questions we received from you guys over the last couple of days. Till then, for Brian Broaddus uh, and Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!